But the trouble is not with the society in this sense. The trouble is with those in authority. Our lifestyle has gone haywire. Those who dictate the social base of the society today are not believers. The unbelievers dictate what the believers do. The measurement of anything you do, whether in ministry or otherwise, is who? Is Christ. There is a creative power in the word of God. Bible says the foundation is destroyed. What can the righteous do? I would like us to turn to the book of Psalm 11. And I would like us to read from verse 1 to 3 in particular. 3 is the key thing. Bible says... In the Lord I put my trust. How can you say to my soul, flee as a bear to your mountain? <laughs> For look, the wicked bend their bow. They make ready their arrow on the string. That they may shoot secretly at the upright in heart. But now this is what I want you to understand or to take this morning. If the foundations are destroyed... What can the righteous do? Now, you know, we, we, maybe some of you have not, but I have personally had time with us number how that this portion of scripture will be used to kind of prove the need for us to believe that one of the reasons we could be suffering is because our foundations were destroyed through our fathers. Amen? So it's often if the foundation be broken or destroyed, what can the righteous do? By implication, if your forefather had something done and it's already affecting you, maybe there is nothing you can do. But alternatively, there's a world Maybe we'll go for deliverance or something like that. But I want to share a little bit of a difference on this this morning as the Spirit ministered it to me. This is basically not in reference to ancestral problems. Hallelujah. We must understand sometimes when we read the scriptures, we have to go by content and see who is talking, who is talking to who. And why it is being said. Basically, you know, David was writing this hymn to Asap, I'm sure. One of the best singers. And you must also understand when David was running from Saul. And he came to the point that he hid himself in the one of the priests. Remember, Dweg, I'm sure, can remember one of these priests. And then we are told the priest was killed and all of his household because David hid there. Are you listening to me? So the first thing you need to pick out here is David is saying if those righteous people such as the priest which is the foundation of the society of Israel as he ought to be is destroyed what can a righteous man do? Hallelujah. 
But again, I want you to understand from a broader perspective. And not to let you see, I mean to make you see as well that it is not a hopeless question. Or a hopeless statement. When he says, what can the righteous do? It's like the righteous are impotent, they can do nothing. But the scripture didn't say so. Hallelujah. It's not speaking of a hopeless situation. It's not speaking of a situation where you get abandoned because something happened. Now, when we want to talk about society, for instance, if the foundation be broken, what can the righteous do? We must understand what makes society to stand. Amen. Even your life, your home, your local assembly, if you will, there are pillars that makes it to stand. Foundation is a thing that the structure rests upon. So society can only rest upon certain things, just like the church can rest upon certain things, just like your own life can rest upon certain things. Hallelujah. Now we must know if we want to talk about a free society, a just society, we are talking about justice, we are talking about truth, we are talking about mercy. Hallelujah. Are you hearing what I'm talking about? Piety, which is religion, must go alongside. Listen to me. You can't separate religion from the society that is ever existed. It's practically not impossible. There is no society that says they are free thinkers. Even as free as they are in what they call free thinking, there is something they trust in. So every human being is a religious person. Because there is something to worship. There is something to depend on. There is something to trust in. Are you still there? So when we want to talk about foundations of a society... We are talking about piety, which is religion. We are talking about justice. We are talking about truth, which is fidelity. And we are talking about mercy. These are the pillars by which a true society is founded. Now David is trying to say, all of these things have been eroded in Israel by reason of the unjust government of Saul. Are you still there? Now, because somebody rose up in the kingdom of Israel... And was practicing that which was unjust. So now, it's like saying, what can happen next? Because even the priest is killed. And yet in the society there is no truth. There is no justice. There is no mercy. Oppression is on. You can equally link that to your personal, I mean practical society today. Check around the, around the world, check around your state, check around the government around you. You find the same principles running side by side, neck by neck. Hallelujah. What kind of society do we have today? Religiously, we are all, sorry, permit me to use the word, we are all insane. Are you still there? We don't seem to know what we are doing. Fact, listen to me. We in this country are becoming more religious. And when I use that word, I'm not using it in terms of a good sense. Because there's a big difference between being a religious person and being a true worshiper of God. Are you still there? You can be so religious and still oppress people. Amen? So then the foundation of true worship is already what? Eroded. 
So here we find a society that lacks truth, that lacks justice. Think about it. Go to your law court. You can even find justice there. Amen? You can even find it. Now, all this still reflect in three major areas in our lives and in every kingdom. Your personal security. How does it look like today? In the world. In our country. Now we find that soldiers are all over the place to guide the citizens. Because there is no freedom. You are not free even in your own home. Hallelujah. I was in BD last week and I meant to understand even these kidnappers came in to kidnap a man of God. Now, it's continuously expanding and extending. Gone are the days when those who were called men of God were respected and feared. Now, the trouble is not with the society in this sense. The trouble is with those in authority. And I don't mean the government. I mean the priests themselves. Hallelujah. When we flout our words like the politicians do, then of course what happened to the politicians will automatically happen to you. So to me it was not a shock that a man of God was kidnapped. And I think they found him in Delta State here. I was told. Hallelujah. Now you don't find your personal security. You walk in the street with all fear in your heart. Yesterday I was my brother. When we were discussing and he told me, he said, we are supposed to go in now because we are told in this area there is no security. That ought not to be a testimony. I remember when we were young in this country, especially in this very city, how that we could sleep even outside, rest, no protectors, no barbed wires. You stayed at 21 because then the heat was on and you had to be outside. As at that time, you don't have all the fertilities. Fans, the fans there were not doing what they were supposed to do. And think about it. Most people were staying in one room with about 12 people. Is that okay? No big protectors behind the doors. Today, personal security is a costly thing for you to have. Because if you really want to have it, you think about the police. You think about the soldiers. Do you have the money to pay? Something is wrong with the society. Are you following what I'm saying now? Then we come to the social front. Our lifestyle has gone haywire. Of course, we do know that those who detect the social pace of the society today are not believers. The unbelievers dictate what the believers do. Our social concept is completely in disarray. I am saying the foundation of our social lifestyle is completely outside of the content of God's mind and will. Hallelujah. I have always told people this. One of the things that enables you to check if a society is civilizing or going backward is the act and the music that the people play. Every society, you can measure it whether it's getting into civilization or it's going backward. When you check the art of the society and then the music that they play. Now what kind of music do we listen to today? It's a clear indication that the society is in decay. Am I talking to somebody? The Bible says the foundation is destroyed. 
What can the righteous do? I just want to show you what the righteous can do. That's why I'm saying all that I'm saying. So, you look about the kind of music you play. Look at the concept of the music. Look at the mindset of those. In fact, we know today people don't even write music. They jump on and they just keep on saying whatever thing they say. And everybody dance to whatever thing they say. Whether it is reasonable or unreasonable. Hallelujah. The society is going through something that needs what I would call re-reformation. Our lifestyle. The way we raise our children. Society is in trouble. When the foundation is broken, what can the righteous do? You come to commercial prosperity. The foundation of commerce. What kind of business? Two days ago, we were watching the TV together. One of the news, the press news, no Al Jazeera. What did we see? Even right now, as we are talking in America, racism is still on. The blacks are still fighting against the white, the whites are still fighting against the blacks. In fact, that discrimination is still there. Only God will help us as we keep on praying for our brother Obama for him to survive his tenure because they don't still want a black. Society is still corrupt. The foundation is still broken. Am I talking to somebody? So the fact that he's there, you owe him the responsibility of praying. Because if you watch what is going on right there, and don't, don't, don't forget this. America is like a mentipod for all nations. Whatever seems to happen in that country happens all over the world. Are you still there? Racism is still on. The foundation of the society cohesion is completely broken. And it's even right here with us. Write a paper recently. I don't want to mention that they have this little group from the south that came together. One group pulled out. That we don't think we have any interest or benefit in belonging to this group. In the world, we have the G8 and the G7, but that one was supposed to be G3. Huh? South, South, G3. Society, because there is no trust, no confidence in one another. You can't trust your brother. You can't trust your sister. You can't trust your wife. You can't trust your husband. The foundation of the society is broken. What can the righteous do? You go to commerce, men just can't do business and be straight. Is that okay? You can't do business and be straight. In fact, they tell you, you can't be straight and survive. The foundation of this society is broken. But what can the righteous do? That's the question. You know, is it a hopeless situation? When we talk of national peace, that's a bigger problem. Name one nation in the world today that have complete peace. You just can't find it. There is no national peace. All these are the foundations that are broken. So when the foundation is destroyed, what can the righteous do? It's, it's like saying, will the church fold its hands? Then we come to the issue of religious liberty. Do we truly have freedom of worship? I don't think so. Hallelujah. We might claim to have, but we don't really have. There is no freedom of worship. Check it and find out. There is truly no freedom of worship. Amen? 
the foundation is broken. Now, why do you think there is no true freedom of worship? Because even what we call religion is not truly religion. Hallelujah. Are you following this? Let me tell you something. Even the Pentecostals, those who are becoming sane in the midst of it, are beginning to examine and re-examine certain things that they were practicing. Because they know the ways beyond God. Amen? All manner of things are just going on without being checked. Especially in the Pentecostal circle. The foundation of even religion is destroyed. How many of you have ever experienced that you want to talk to somebody and they don't want to listen to you because you are a Christian? How close have you been that you come to a place where you have literally heard people being told that they can't be employed because they claim to be Christians? And that is how far it has gone. But gone are the days when if you say you are a Christian, you are qualified for so many things. Just say you are a Christian, you are qualified for whatever thing is supposed to be, employment as the case may be. But today, the reverse is the case. Hallelujah. Gone are the days when the priests were staying in the church premises. Today, that is not possible. Not because they are highly disturbed, but because they are afraid of their lives. That is the honest truth. But the excuse is given is when you stay around the church premises, they don't give you time to rest. That is not true. Man. It's not true. Praise the living God. All of these things are the foundation of a good society or a kingdom. Personal security. Social comfort. Interreaction. Without suspicion. Amen. Commercial activities going on. Straight, direct, and in truth. National peace guaranteed, as it were in the days of King Solomon. Said there was no war on our side. Amen. Are you still there? But the question is: if all of these things are not in place, what can the righteous do? There is an assignment for you and I. Hallelujah. Are you still there? I said there is an assignment for you and me. But basically we are finding that the foundation of law and justice, the two major primary things are not in place. Now let's turn to the book of Psalm. What can the righteous do? Psalm 82. The question is, why is the foundation broken? What led to the foundation be broken? They have nothing to do with ancestral thing. Maybe your father, your grandfather, your great-grandfather worship on idol. Therefore, if the foundation is broken, what can the righteous do? So let's go for deliverance. This has nothing whatsoever to do with that. Hallelujah. Are you there in Psalm 82? Let's begin to read from verse 1. God stands in the congregation of the mighty. He judged among the gods. Now, the gods here speaks of The, the, how do I put it now? I want to use the word the saints. Is that okay? But in the true sense, it's talking about those who belong to God. Those who ought to know. Remember, in the book of Judges, what you find when you say the book of Judges, it means those that God raised to put Israel in order. Is that okay? 
So when he said, God stands among the mighty, God judges among the gods, he's talking about God himself being in the midst of the judges who are supposed to put things right in the society. And the next question he asks is, or he says, How long will you judge unjustly? What is that supposed to mean? He is speaking to ministers. He is speaking to pastors. He is speaking to leaders. Church leaders. Government. How long will you judge unjustly? And show partiality to the wicked. Defend the poor and fatherless. Do justice to the afflicted and needy. Deliver the poor and needy. Free them from the hand of the wicked. The Bible says they do not know. Nor do they understand. Who is he talking about? He's not talking about the people who are being oppressed. He's talking about the judges who do not know what God wants for his people. Hallelujah. He said, they do not know, nor do they understand. They walk about in darkness. All the foundation of the earth what? out of course. Why is the foundation not of course? Because the judges do not want to know. They are not careful to understand what God wants for God's people. Hallelujah. They do not know, nor do they do what? Understand. They walk about in darkness. What is darkness? Ignorance. The ministers of God, the priests of God, they are walking in ignorance of God's law and justice. They don't know what God wants. We are not keen to know what God wants. We are not interested in knowing what God wants. We just want to do what we want. Now, God is tying the peace and the security of the nation to the church. Connected to the priest. Are you still there with me? What he's saying is, if the foundation of the earth is out of course, what was the foundation we said? We're talking of personal security. We're talking of social comfort. We're talking about commercial prosperity in the true sense of it. And we're talking of national peace. He said, if all these things are not in place, no justice, no law, no righteousness, if all these things are not in place, it's because the priests do not want to know. It's because they walk in ignorance. They do not even intend and they are not moved to find out what is the mind and the will of the Father. I was discussing with somebody in a crew yesterday and I was impressed by the statement he made. He said, Pastor, I have loved one thing from the yastic that you said as a measurement and that is Christ. Hallelujah. The measurement of anything you do, whether in ministry or otherwise, is who? Is Christ. I've always told you here, there are two persons that are supposed to be my role model in the scripture, Christ and Paul. Is that okay? If I don't find it practiced by these two people, no matter how glorious it is, I don't encourage you to go into it. You may be doing your own thing and not God's thing. Jesus said, I'll do nothing except what I see the Father do. They are our role model. The church is not prepared to find out what God wants for his people. What God wants for his society. And the society can never have peace until the church comes to the place where they are supposed to be. Listen and listen very closely. Even men who do not know God in the days past, if trouble occurs, where do you think they go to? They are supposed to go to the church. There are doubt today. If any man with a problem wants to go to the church, they prefer to go to the harbor list. 
Am I talking? Because they also have lost confidence in the church. In fact, we are just like them. In fact, we go for them for more help than they come to us for help. Hallelujah. Are you still there? He said they do not know. They have no understanding. Nor do they understand. They don't want to know. They reject God's mind and God's principles. That is why it is not just a question of being in church. It's not a question of trying to do what you are supposed to do. Listen, the church is not just there for money making and to give you a passport to go to heaven. It's a place of responsibility. God said he is standing among the gods. Now what it out that will encourage you to know is that you are not on your own. The father himself is standing by you and with you. Hallelujah. And that is why your judgment can be right. Because somebody is standing by you. He stands among the gods. God is not going to abandon his church. And I don't believe that the church is going to go the way it's going and end up the way it's going. Hallelujah. So here the Bible says, they do not understand, neither will they try to know. They don't know, neither do they what? Understand. So they walk in darkness. As a result, the foundation of the earth is what? Is out of God. Society is in decay because the church is not standing up where they are supposed to stand. Praise the living God. Now, turn with me to the book of Isaiah. Chapter 51. I'm going to read from verse 14 of Isaiah 51. The captive is a hasten that he may be loose. That he should not die in the pit. In other words, somebody is crying for help. Now, captive is do not only speak about the church people. To me, even the society is in captivity. To so many things. Once you are in captivity, you are in bondage. Now, anything that controls your life that you cannot overcome is bondage. Are you still there? Isaiah 51, we say verse 14. Is that okay? The captive ever hasten that he may be loose. Where are they running to? They are running to somebody. They are trying to seek help to be delivered, so be set free. Listen, this is not a job for some individuals alone, as we're going to see very soon. That he should not die in the pit, and that his bread should not fail. Commerce. Are you still there? He's, 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 he's hastening, he's seeking help. To come out of captivity. That his bread, his food, his commerce, his business should not fail. And like I told you, one of the things that indicates a corrupt society is the kind of business and how they engage in those businesses. Is that okay? It's the foundation of a growing society. Now, when economy is strong, business goes well. Am I correct? And the life of people is that of joy, peace, and all that. So you find that commerce is completely tied to the stability of any nation. Once commerce is down, finances is down, that nation comes in the realm of captivity. Zimbabwe is a difficult example. Are you still there? Now the Bible says here are these exiles who are bonded to all of these social structures. They are not the place, they are hastening. Who are they hastening to go and meet? Definitely are hastening, as it were, going to the church or seeking help from those who are supposed to know the mind, the will, and the purposes of God. Is that okay? So he says, and that his bread should not fail. But I am the Lord your God, who divided the sea, whose waves roared. The Lord of hosts is his name. Now, verse 16 is the key thing. And I have put my words in your mouth. I have covered you with the shadow of my hand. That's what happens. I may plant the heavens and do what? 
lay the foundation of the earth and to say to Zion, you are my people. Now what I want you to understand is this. The foundation that is broken, God intends to lay it again. Hallelujah. In a sense, remember he said, the priests do not understand the foundation of the earth is what? is out of course. In Psalm, Psalm 11, we have already read, we read it when the Bible says, if the foundation is destroyed, what can the righteous do? Now, God is saying here, I made this righteous people. You are my people. Now listen to me. I have put my words where? In your mouth. Hallelujah. I put my words in your mouth that I am applying the heavens and the earth. What he's saying is, not just talking about planting one geographical system, he's talking about planting a new community of people. To the Israelites, when they read the scripture, their mind is, God is saying, he wants to raise the Messiah for a new society. And out of his mouth, like he said in the book of Deuteronomy, he said, I'm going to raise up a prophet like unto Moses, him shall you what? Listen. Whatever thing he says, you have to listen to it. Is that okay? Now, when he says he's laying a new foundation and planting a new heaven and a new people, I mean a new art, he's talking about raising a new society of people. And he says, when that is going to happen, one thing is going to follow, you're going to lay the foundation of the art that will destroy. So how do you lay the foundation of the earth? By your words. Hallelujah. Are you still following what I'm talking about? God didn't call out a hopeless situation. We are not even called to begin to examine the problems and then fold our hand, stand aloof, and keep back. The church responsibility is to speak God's mind to those things that are not in place that they might be put in place again. Listen and listen very closely. God is still interested in this earth. God has not abandoned this earth. And there are two sections to this. Where the Bible says he gives you his word. He says speak the word to the foundation. And speak the word to Zion. It means there are some people that are oppressed in Zion. But you can recreate by the things you say. Are you still there? I have put my words in your mouth. Not in some other people's mouth. In your mouth. I have covered you with the shadow of my hand. What he's trying to say is. I'm guaranteeing protection for you. But the assignment you have is to speak my word and recreate that which was destroyed. Every foundation that is not in place, God is not intending you to cry about it. He wants you to speak about it. Not just speak about it, He wants you to speak to it. Now, we come back here. Turn with me to the book of Ezekiel. Ezekiel 37. You know the story of the Valley of Dry Bones. Now I want you to come to verse 1 and then let's get out of verse 7. The hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley and it was full of bones. This was a hopeless situation as it were. This is society that has gone corrupt. This is Israel that have no foundation anymore. They were right in the valley, not in the mountain. Hallelujah. And the Bible says, then it caused me to pass by them around and behold there were very many in the open valley and indeed they were very dry no life and then in an open place no protection no defense i talk about personal security there was no personal security for the community of israel the philistines were there the assyrians were there the babylonians were there the bible said they were in an open valley 
everybody could see them. They were not covered. But remember what he said in the book of Isaiah. He said, you are in the palms or have covered you with what? With my hands. There's a place for protection in God. When he speaks to you and call you forth at his people. But here God is saying, Israel was an open valley. Everybody could literally see them. And if they are in the valley, that means their enemies were at the top of the mountain. Am I talking to somebody now? Okay. Now. And he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? So I answered, Oh Lord God, you know. Hallelujah. Now I want to say something here. These bones. God was only giving a picture of a house or the house of Israel. Now watch this. It talks about bones. And when we read down later, you're going to find that it's connected to flesh. Are you still there? Now listen very closely. It is true that the Bible talks about the flesh of my flesh and the bones of my bones. And we use that for marital ceremonies. But that goes beyond that. I beg to say something this morning. When the people came to appoint and anoint David as king, what did they say? He said, we are the flesh of your flesh and the bones of your bones. Were they the wife of David? Talk to me. Are you still there? In the true sense, when the Bible talks about the flesh and the bones of Job, he wasn't talking about the literal flesh and bones of Job. He was talking about his children, his family. Flesh and bones speaks of kinsmen. Do you understand that? So here what the Bible says, these bones were dry. God was showing Israel his own people. Is that okay? God will raise somebody one day to look at the society and is going to, I believe, empower that individual to speak a word and recreate society. The church is not hopeless. Are you following what I'm talking about? God will raise someone. The Bible said the spirit of the Lord, the hand of the Lord came upon me. And he took me into the spirit and he showed me what the Israelites are like. Even before their enemies. A day comes when the true visions of God shall be ministered. That you will see your people literally dying, corrupted, decaying. And God will give you words. I will speak to their life. I mean speaking. Listen, when God was speaking, when Israel was speaking, I mean Ezekiel. It's not as if some people were sitting there and looking at him. The Bible said they were dry bones. The word created back life, bones and flesh. Am I talking to somebody now? What it means is this. You don't need to be shouting on top of your brother or sister to recreate the man that is mad. Did I, did I say something there? You can literally speak to people, create life in them, not because they are hearing you. But the result is there's going to be a change in their life. The foundation that is broken is to be what? Recreated. And he said, I put my words where? In your mouth. Hallelujah. Then he went for and he says, Again he said to me, Prophesy to these bones and say to them, All dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Prophecy is what God says, not what you want. Why we are very ineffective, why our words are not powerful enough 
is because God doesn't give to us the things we say. Now, let's get the reply of this man. Again, he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, surely I will cause bread to enter into you and you shall live. I will put sinews on you and bring flesh upon you, cover you with skin and put bread in you and you shall live. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. Now God is talking. He hasn't even started saying or doing what he wants to do. This is all that we have just read is the intention of God for these dry bones. Am I talking to somebody here? Your bones may be dry. Your situation may be corrupted. But God wants to speak to your situation. Hallelujah. I like verse 16. I'll put sinews on you and bring flesh upon you. Cover you with skin and put breath in you and you shall live. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. So, what happened? I prophesied as I was what? Commanded. That's what I want you to underline in your Bible. I didn't prophesy because I want to prophesy. I prophesied because I was what? Commanded. Hallelujah. But you see, remember the answer he gave the first time. Can these bones live? He said, thou knowest. I don't know. By implication, can society survive? We can't really say. But there comes a day God will say, speak to the society. This is what we call governmental prayers. This is what we call authority in the hands of the sons of God. This is what we call, know ye know that the saints shall judge the world. The whole of Israel was out, I mean down in the valley. But one man, receiving a command from the Lord, spoke into that valley. And the whole of Israel came back to life again. We are more than one man. Is that okay? We are more than just one man. We are more than one man. It shows if society is going the way it's going, if the foundation is still broken, we are not hearing God. There is even one man here that have reason that can hear God and speak out. Listen, you don't sweat to do this. Hallelujah. So I, I was commanded. I promised I was commanded. And as I prophesied, look at the result. There was a noise and suddenly a rattling and the bones came together bone to bone. Indeed as I looked, the sinews and the flesh came upon them and the skin covered them over. But there was no breath in them. And he said to me, prophesy to the bread. Prophesy, son of man. And say to the bread, thus says the Lord God, come from the four wings, O breath, and breathe on this lane that they may live. So I prophesy. Watch it again. As what? As he commanded me. And breath came into them, and they lived, and stood upon their feet, and they stood in the great army. Hallelujah. Are you following what I'm talking about? did he, I mean, Ezekiel recreate Israel. He had God. Are you see that? Now, remember what he said in the book of Isaiah. He said, I will put my words where? In your mouth. Now, that is not quoting the Bible passages. <laughs> Are you see that? That is not carrying some portion of the scripture and then hitting it on people's head. I will put my words in your mind, means God will literally one day along the line, because of your body, maybe the way you are body for situations, He will come to you. He will give you just one word. 
It could be for your business. It could be for your wife. It could be for your husband. It could be for your children. Just one word. He said, I speak as I was commanded. And flesh and bones begin to come together. The power was not in Ezekiel. It was in the word that God spoke. Because God said, I am going to bring you back together. It shows men, you are not hopeless. Am I talking to somebody? Your job situation could be completely hopeless. But there is going to be a word from the Lord. Say so the foundation out of course, what can the righteous do? They will prophesy. That is the answer. Are you still there? The righteous have a responsibility. He didn't say they abandoned. He didn't say they are, I mean, there is no hope. No, he's not saying that. What can the righteous do? They will prophesy. But for them to prophesy to get results, they must hear from God. So the fact that society is going the way it's going simply shows that we haven't got a man who is hearing from God to speak a word into society. That man who speaks such a word may not necessarily be at the pulpit. He may not necessarily be in a church. Am I talking now? He may not necessarily be holding crusades. He could be in the room, speak a word, and things can happen because God said the word, speak. Are you still there? So your conditions are not hopeless. And that is why you just can't take all manner of prophecies from people. I want to be honest with you. Is that okay? It has to be the one that comes from who? From God. Because if they speak a word from the Lord, your situation must literally change. So I will put my words in their mouth. I will put my words in their mouth. If you read Ezra chapter, chapter 9, 1 to 13, you are going to find the same principle. Ezra has to keep speaking to get things done. What can the righteous do? They will prophesy. What is prophecy in this sense? Speaking the mind of God. Speaking what God says. Proverbs is not just a question of me mounting the pooping and say, Thus hear the Lord in my own conceit. That is no prophecy. Prophecy is what is God saying? What did God say you should say? The Bible said the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Hallelujah. Am I talking to somebody? So what am I trying to make you understand? There is no foundation that cannot be recreated. Bible says you sent for the word. And the word was recreated. How did God create in the beginning? Let there be light. He didn't struggle to do that. And if God wants to recreate your life today, He can only send one word through an individual. Am I talking now? Just one word. It may not be in your vicinity. It may be outside your community. Just one word. And that word can recreate all of your life. I listened to a testimony and I was challenged and I loved it. A brother heard about, I think, 17 barren women in his church. And the Lord told him, don't conduct deliverance. Don't do anything. Take the Bible and show them from Genesis to Revelation that I never created anybody barren. And so they have this meeting for a week. Just studying all the women in the Bible and the principles that follow those things. Out of that 17, 10 got pregnant. They didn't go for deliverance. They didn't go for prayer. What am I trying to make you understand? There is a creative power in the word of God. If he asks you to do a thing, he intends you to get what? Results. Don't put God in a box and say, this is the way he works. 
Don't put God in the bar and say, this way you have been doing it. God is not interested in the way he has been doing it. He's interested in the way he wants to do it. Is that okay? How are you going to lay the foundation of the society? God will put words where? In your mouth. You walk around your city is not in order. Be sensitive. Don't be thinking about yourself. Be conscious that God may be with you. I stand among the judges. Am I talking to somebody? And whatever what he gives to you at that moment, speak it. There's going to be a result. And so, Ezekiel said, I prophesy as I was what? Commanded. Not the way I think. Not because I feel it. Huh? <laughs> Listen to a brother and I love him. One of my very old good friends. He said, we in the Pentecostals, we do so many things to get the feeling of the Holy Spirit. He said, but you don't need to get the feelings. You need to wake up to know that God is there. Hallelujah. Come on, am I talking to somebody? You don't wake up in the morning and I'm thinking oh, God is not here because I'm cold. You don't wake up in the morning and say, play some special music to tune your spirit. You have to wake up to know God is alive and right there. He that come to the Lord believe that what? He is. When he say he is, it means he does exist. Anytime, anywhere. You wake up knowing. You don't wake up thinking or feeling. Are you sitting? So when you walk the street, walk knowing that he is there with you. He said, I will not forsake you. Did he say so? That means he will never leave us. Anytime, anywhere. In the sea. Under the sea, the Lord is there. You must wake up knowing he exists. And that is why you should be sensitive to what he has to say. And if he says the word and you repeat before the situation what he said, result come because he is the one that said it, not you. Are you still there with me? Now you can understand why so many prophecies are not fulfilled because he never spoke. Hello? Come on, am I talking to somebody? Man, come, prophets out by your head. The prophets doesn't come true. You wonder why. God didn't speak. Man spoke. And he doesn't carry the power of creation. But if God speaks, there is going to be recreation. Are you still there? So when the foundation is broken, he said, I'm going to put my words where? In your mouth. So when he directs you to speak to any particular situation, no matter your age, there will be results. So the righteous will do something. That's what I want to announce to you this morning. If the foundation of the earth be broken, what can the righteous do? They will prophesy. If God finds one righteous man, he will walk through him. Am I talking to someone now? If he finds one righteous man, even in this local assembly, he will walk through him. In your home, he will walk through that person. He will just give a word. And that word that he gives to you will recreate the situation. So no situation is hopeless. You may be seeing yourself at dry bones, but the word will come to you. You may be seeing yourself in the open valley, shame and embarrassment. Everybody looking unto you, a word will come to you. All you need to pray is God, send one man to speak to my life. Let it be your word. And my bones and my flesh and my sinews shall come together again. And he said there was no breath in them. And God said, I'm going to cause bread to come unto them. And the Bible says, I spoke as God commanded. And bread did what? Came. Bread has to do with what? Life. 
God breathed and man did what? Live it. There is life for you, no matter how dry you are. Your foundation that are broken shall be restored again. All you need is what? One word from the Lord. Just one word. Hallelujah. Some of your children can be naughty. All you need is what? One word. Has God taken delight in that child? Let him give you a word to speak to that child. He will become normal from being abnormal. Am I talking? No foundation is broken that cannot be restored. For God is interested in the earth. What is any verse 5 in Psalm 82? He said they do not know and they do not understand. The only thing is we must not neglect not to know. We should try to know. We should try to understand. Am I talking to somebody? We mustn't walk what? In ignorance. We should see situations are bad. But God, what are you trying to say? How do I effect righteousness? How do I effect loss? How do I raise these people again? Just one word. They may not be there. I gave you this story some time ago. I have to repeat it because it has to do with the power of a spoken word that is connected to divine ability. One of my late uncles in my mother's side, said in the Yoruba side, was so powerful demonically, if I may use the word, in traditional sense. And then he came home and there, there was this problem he had. There was a quarrel between him and one guy. And in the morning, he was just by his balcony, and this man came talking, talking, talking. Sometimes you money know the people you talk to. Don't think you are very powerful. They may not carry any weight. They may be very small and fragile. But they carry weight because they are connected to the spirit. Is that okay? It could be positive or negative, as the case may be. Now, in this case, it was negative. What happened? He kept talking and abusing this man. He said, please go now before I change my mind. He said, you can do nothing. He said, I'm telling you to leave now. You don't want to leave. He said, you can do nothing. It's not from your Bible. And then the man said, okay, you go. And then the man turned around and became mad. Right there. Stripped his clothes in the streets. And people came begging this man to call him back. Just a word. In a negative dimension. Am I talking now? So no matter how stupid, no matter how crazy your child may be, no matter how ugly the situation may be, get one word and there will be restoration. Are you listening to what I'm saying now? See, I don't like in the true self criticizing those who exhibit certain powers. My concern is, if they can do that, then let me do it in the righteous way. If there is a negative, let there be a positive. If men can make people mad, men can also restore madness. That's my concern. That's what I'm talking about. And that has to come from the spoken word. The man didn't need that five hours to cause that man to go mad. It shows we there is something missing in our lives. We are empty. We are just empty barriers, making so much noise. No creative word. No power resident within us. So we don't know how to speak to situations for them to turn around. Are you still there? Come on. Are you following what I'm talking about? He said, I will put my words where? In your mouth. Don't forget. It is God that's going to put the words. Not you. And anytime you speak a word, don't hold on to it. Because you are just a messenger. If you ask to deliver a letter, don't keep on looking for the letter. Deliver the letter to the man that's supposed to receive it. Go back and report how you have delivered the letter. 
Let the letter do what it's supposed to do. Come on, am I talking to somebody? If you receive a letter, there's going to be a response. And I will make you happy or it make you sad. Whatever it is. Based on the content of the letter. Now, I don't have to claim responsibility for delivering the parcel. Are you still with me? Somebody sent me. I'm only a messenger. The truth is, if you reject what I say, you reject the one that sent me. That's the only connection. But the content of the letter have nothing to do with me. Because I'm not the one responsible. We must come to the place of knowing that God claims responsibility for whatever thing he does. It shows you can't defend God. Can I hear an amen to that? You can't defend God. You can't excuse God. Whatever thing he chooses to do. That is what he will do. You are just but the messenger. So if the thing doesn't work right the way it's supposed to work, don't say. Maybe try to excuse God or try to say the devil came in something. No, that is not your responsibility. Is it from God? Was it God that said it? Do what he asked you to do. And stay with what he asked you to say. Don't go beyond what he asked you to say. Hallelujah. Are you still there with me? I want you to come to the place this morning to know that there is a connection that you have that can turn things around. It's not all the time you move from pillar to pole seeking solutions. You can literally stay even in that valley and look unto the Father. He will send a voice. There have to be a voice. And sometimes God doesn't even send people. He can speak directly and literally to you. And when he speaks to you, what are you supposed to do? Stay with what he says. Hallelujah. I have only told you that my greatest problem is Christians not hearing from God personally. It's my greatest problem and it's the greatest battle I think I'm fighting. If people are fighting spiritual warfare, that's my whole spiritual warfare. How can the people begin to hear God for themselves? Because that's all you need in life. That's all you need to walk. That's all you need to have what is called faith. That's what you need to be an overcomer. Are you see that? Hearing God for yourself. Hearing Him part time. In every situation. What is God saying? Stay with what He told you. Hallelujah. I spoke as I was what? Commanded. So the foundation of the earth is out of course. What can the righteous do? They will speak the word. They will prophesy. Don't go about condemning and thinking society is finished. Don't go about thinking all is gone and there is no hope. No. Then you are not the one qualified to raise this situation. Are you still there with me? Anytime you look at situation and become hopeless and feel this situation is hopeless, I don't think God can make use of you. Do you understand that? He's not going to make use of you. And if he wants you to change situation, he's not going to take two hours, three hours, four hours. It's just but what? One word. Just speak to the situation. And bones and flesh and sinews will come together. I prophesy as I was what? Commanded. Not the way I think. Not the way I feel. Not the way I was taught by man. Not the things I learned. I spoke. I prophesied as I was commanded. I wish we can come to this place. That whatever comes out of our mouth to people is what God commands. I wish we can come to that place in God where we just don't say until we hear him say something to us. Are you still there? Moses couldn't have delivered Egypt, the children of Israel from Egypt except first he heard from God. And he told him, you are going to be my prophet. 
And I'm going to appoint Aaron to be what? Your prophet. So I speak to you. You tell Aaron what I say. Aaron speaks to Pharaoh. I wish you can come to that place. That we don't just keep saying things. Just because we want to say them. I cannot say this. There are, there are times this thing won't work. Until God breaks into it. Do you understand what I'm just saying there? If God doesn't break into this world, it is nothing but later that kill it. But the Bible says the spirit giveth life. That means God will give spirit to the world and it becomes effective. Are you listening to me? But this morning I want to assure you that it is nothing so corrupt that cannot be redeemed. Nothing so much in a decay that cannot be recreated. Your life is not gone. Your situation is not hopeless. Even if the foundation is out of course, God is still going to raise judges who have understanding. He's going to raise people that will speak a word to your situation. You may not even know them. You may not even understand them. Because Israel was not hoping that Ezekiel would be the one to speak the word. All they know that they were in the valley. But God is going to send someone. You may not know when and how and where. But I'm convinced your situation is going to change. Because the foundation that is destroyed, God is raising judges to relay that foundation by putting a word where? In their mouths. So I've put my words in their mouth that you may recreate the heavens and the earth. I lay the foundation of the earth that is out of course. And you speak to the people of Zion. Let's end up in that place. Back to Isaiah 51. And say to Zion, you are my words, my people. Hallelujah. You do not only go to lay the foundation. That is society. But even in the house of God. Let them know they are God's people. Can I announce to you this morning? God said you are his people. Do you understand that? You belong to God. And he has never and will never forsake or abandon you. Say, say to Zion. Which is the church? You are what? My people. Two things, two assignments for the one that God is going to raise. They will not only build the society, they will also establish the church. They will create confidence in the church. And when God said, say to them, you are my people. I say to you this morning, you are God's people. And that is what you must see yourself to be all the time. Wherever you are, wherever you go, you are God's people. If God say you are his people, then believe that we are what? You are his people. His ways and your ways are before him. All your movements are before him. All your paths are before him. All that you seem to be passing through, they are before him. Why? Because we are what? His people. I am God's person. You are God's people. And that is why you don't have to be so crazy and bothered about so many things around you. Because you are his people. And he has promised not to abandon you. He said, I will put my words in your mouth. Lay the foundation. Create the new heaven and new earth. Raise the community of people that will understand me. Whether it be peace and justice and righteousness, raise them because the word of my very word that is right in your mouth. But say to the church, it belongs to me. You are God's people. That is why the church must be built, and the gates of hell cannot do what prevail.